Hello, and welcome to the Simply Wow Podcast. I'm Meeps. Today I'm joined by Rise. Hey, how's it going? And Jay. What's up? And today we'll be discussing the life of a raider, specifically preparing for a new raid and how to improve. So, Ooh. yeah. The first thing I want to ask you guys is how do you prepare for a raid tier as a raider? Uh, that's It's actually easy at surface value and a little bit more complex when I get more into it. Um, the biggest thing for me is that I have to make sure that I do all of the busy work. And that's a lot of, you know, the obvious answer. You know, you got to do all your dungeons, got to have as much gear as you can, possibly from a previous tier. But then um, I try to go as hard as I can into my research. Uh, usually that Tuesday, I'll start combing through logs, looking at whoever has the highest damage, you know, look at, try to watch replays if they haven't posted to see what they're doing, you know, so I can get a grasp of the fight. And then usually as we're getting in and pulling trash, I sit there and just read the dungeon journal so I can say, okay, these abilities, you know, they sound like they're doing, you know, certain things and then kind of just go from there. there. There's a lot of little nitpicky stuff in the middle, like in between that like session, but if you know a patch drops and you have a week or two weeks usually it's roughly that formula get as much work as i can done make sure i don't miss a daily weekly you know check sources to see if there's any hidden things that i'm missing and then go in with as much research and as much knowledge as i can and hopefully there's a bible spreading around for people to follow oh yeah which uh for the record uh for people that don't like understand that term uh usually when there's like a new patch or a new raid tier someone on reddit or a forum post will release a google doc that everyone has and it has like all of the information from all of the testing whether it be ptr or beta so usually people have all of the information available before you even step into the raid the first day so sometimes you just need to find that and reference it how about you jay uh, you do anything specific you know, light a candle. This <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh this might be surprising to anybody that actually like knows me or has raided with me for a long time, but um I don't want to say I don't do any prep. <clears throat> uh but going into a new raid tier or whatever, like, you know, castle new tier for example. Um I still haven't seen the videos. I, I still don't know what half the fights do. I've seen, you know, the memes that everybody spreads around about the dancing. But aside from that, eh, I'll watch the Fat Boss videos a week before raid, and I retain information really well. Um, I'm kind of weird like that, that I, when I watch something, it sticks with me forever. So I'll just watch the Fat Boss videos once, like the day before raid or the week before raid, and then I just go. What about character research? Character research I do a lot more because I don't want to be that guy that shows up and is underperforming, you know, for, you know, whatever various reasons. Um, so I will, you know, obviously I'll go to the, all of the resources, whether they be Discord or like uh, Icy Veins or Blood Mallet or, you know, just every res resource I can find for specifically what spec I'm playing. Uh, even if it's a triple DPS spec, like, if I'm playing a fire mage, I'm not looking at all mages. I'm just looking at only fire. Generally, I won't look at logs because uh, I'm kind of logs retarded. I can't read a log and figure out, you know, how I'm supposed to do that damage from looking at the log. Um, also, it's a lot more uh, time consuming. So it, for me, it's just a little bit easier to look at icy veins and then go, oh, okay. 
And then, obviously, uh, if muscle memory's not built, I'll sit at a target dummy and swing at it for about 300, 400, 500 minutes. Hours and hours and hours. That's also something that I tend to do, um, just as a like a little side thing for that. Especially when you get into a new tier, sometimes Ice Veins will say, "Hey, this is the new talent," and you're like, "Oh shit, I haven't used that talent in like four months." Uh, all right, well, let's hop back on the bandwagon and go sit at a dummy and remember it. That's mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people too. Yeah, I, I feel like not a lot of people do that, um, and I find it to be probably one of the most useful things you can do. I'd agree. For what me, about you, Meeps? Well, for me, uh, in terms of the raid itself, I usually get in there as soon as it opens on an alt. I want to get as much first-hand experience as I can because I want to go in there before my guild does. I learn really quickly whenever I do things first-hand, and I don't learn at all any other way. So if I can get one good shot at something, then I pretty much got the whole thing handled. Or at least my part in it. It takes a while to, you know, learn the entire, every bit of the fight and understand it. But personally, like, character preparedness, it depends. Uh, But usually the main thing I do is research someone in particular. Or I'll talk to someone who has either, like, played. If I'm playing Affliction Warlock, then I look at... Then I know plenty of people that have been playing Affliction Warlock for years. So I'll go to one of them that's been performing, you know, top-end for years. And I'll be like, what do I do, man? Teach me the way, senpai. And from, (laughs) you know, learn from them. Start practicing, you know, whatever I gotta do. And usually they've got good insight on ways you can min-max on certain fights. Makes sense. Uh, what about so? What about dungeons? Do you guys do any prep at dungeons at all, or do you just you know none? I, I actually want to experience have, the dungeons without any info. I actually have an interesting take on dungeons when we first play them. Um, normally, the first time I go into a dungeon, I get a team that I know is totally fine with being in there, and we fuck around for an hour and a half. And when I mean fuck around, I mean we pull every single mob. We pull them one at a time, see what everything does. We try to figure out, you know, how the actual dungeon operates. Uh, you know, at the end, when we're pulling a boss, I've had times where we pull a boss and we're like, wait a second, what the fuck was that mechanic? What just hit us? And we intentionally wipe or stop healing or whatever to go back in and see how something is avoidable. So that when we go into it on, you know, heroic difficulty or mythic difficulty, we have seen those mechanics and we go, okay, this is what we think we have to do. And then we approach it that way. I think it's also a really helpful resource to just be in there and just dick around for a long time. Because the more you see it, the more it'll stick with you. If you see the actual cast, if you just don't interrupt something and let it hit you, you kind of know what to expect in the worst case scenario. Do you ever bring like a DK or priest in to see what you can mind control? That is something that we've talked about uh, in the groups that I've done that for, primarily with Legion and Battle for Azeroth. No, we didn't. Um... We did, I was playing a mage at the beginning of Legion, and I did try a lot of stealth shenanigans. Like, it was like, yeah. hey, hey, hold on a minute, I want to see, you know, what can has sight, you know, what things can I spell steal off of mobs? Like, we were doing a lot of that, but not specifically with MC, but that is actually a very valid point. So, Jay, with your non-prep, do you just uh, go in there and go ham, or do you, like, take it slow? And... Uh- Generally, it depends on the group that I'm going with. Like, if they know stuff ahead of time, then that's fine. Like, I'll 
obviously they can tell me like, oh, we don't need to pull this. We can skip it. Then that's fine. I'll skip it. Not a big deal. But uh, at least the first time being in a dungeon, I want to experience the dungeon like, I guess, as Blizzard intended it without having seen like a route on stream or anything like that. So try to do as little prep as I can for dungeons. But I also kind of learn really quickly. Like once I fucked up something once in a dungeon, generally I don't repeat it. I'm uh, I'm curious on a point there. Um, you know, as far as just going in and seeing it the way Blizzard intended, uh, what about dungeons that maybe aren't super intuitive what to do first? Like an example, I guess, would be like Halls of Valor. Like it doesn't really tell you you need to go to a specific point. You kind of just have to figure it out like intuitively like have those things ever given you trouble in that aspect uh generally no because somebody in the party will have already run it or have already you know done the research and just be like go left and i'm like oh okay hmm, fair enough yeah but like i i intentionally uh like even if they have run it like i might ask them like okay is there anything on this boss that's gonna one shot if the answer is no, then I'll be like, all right, cool. I won't even look at the dungeon journal to see what they do. Hmm. But, like, if if there's something where, like, you've got to hide behind a wall or you just literally get one shot, that kind of stuff, yeah, I'll want to know that. But if not, then... <clears throat> so. Yeah, I guess that's fair. What about you, Meeps? Uh... I'm trying to think back because I think I've had different goals with each expansion and dungeons in particular. I think I could talk about for a while because I've, like I said, I've had different goals, completely different goals from expansion to expansion, like from Miss of Pandaria, where I was changed from my normal of let's just go in, see what things like, like just pull like a normal dungeon. You know, that pack looks like we just CC or interrupt the caster and keep going. Uh, just pull like normal. And then it was actually during Mist that a friend of mine, because he didn't like that attitude, he he was more of the camp of no, I want to see what each of these does and why like why we would interrupt it, like what exactly does that spell do, and uh, he eventually won me over after some butting of heads, because I just want to get the dungeons done, and then. Uh, coming back into war, going back into warlords, like it was a different tact. Like I took more of your tact, rise of like get a group, get a group together. That's uh, you want to iron out. You want to know everything about the dungeon early on, and then that just makes such an easier track for the rest of the expansion. Um, and well, I guess. If you're if you have more on that, um, but I guess another good question to ask: uh, How have you guys felt about Mythic Plus? Because obviously that was a new thing that was you know brought around in Legion, and for you know my experiences with Mythic Plus, it's weird because uh, at least for Legion, not a lot of people got a ton of testing ahead of time. So when you walked in the first day, it's like, wait a second, this is timed. Okay, we have to go really fast, and all of a sudden you wipe, and it's like, okay, we actually have to think about this. Like I think the first keys that I did in BFA two. You know, it was like it was like me and Ben and uh, Niffin and some of our really good raiders, and we were doing like a three shrine of storms, and we suffered. It was like an hour, two hour run, and we're just like, man, that was a fucking nightmare. 
And it's not like that was the first time we had ever seen the dungeon, but we didn't have a comprehension of like how quickly we needed to go as far as like, you know, routing things like that. So, you know, how have you guys handled Mythic Plus? Because it's it's kind of new. It's kind of fresh. Well, firstly, Meeps and my group, we did our like four Shrine of Storms or whatever in like 30 minutes. I don't understand what your problem was, <laughs> but fuck. May maybe we were just really bad. I think we wiped on the second <laughs> boss a lot. I so maybe I that was it. I remember that day. Both like we had both groups going at the same time, and both groups had friendships tested. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I, I remember <clears throat> after like we had completed ours, like we were shit talking in officer chat and been like, "Oh, we're done ours," and you're like, "We're still on second boss or whatever it was," and then like, you know, maybe an hour after that, when you guys finally finished yours, um, <laughs> like both groups got together and were like. Can we can we like switch tanks? Can like we, let, let's mix up the group? Like we're about to kill each other. Just, people were really getting <laughs> on each other's nerves, and I mean I get it, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just one of those things, I guess. But I, as far as the question, Mythic Plus to me, I think is fucking awesome. Probably bold statement, the best thing that they've added to the game. Hmm, okay. Period. Ever. Um, obviously, you know, I, I love rating, and that's always going to be my love number one. But as far as, like, longevity to the game goes, like, rating and PvP have always been part of the game, so it's not like they were added. So when when I say added, I'm talking about, like, things added after the fact. Um, sure. Mythic Plus is one of those ones that, for me, uh, it's repeatable content. It's, you know, probably a little bit difficult to code, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, like probably easier to code than you're know, like making a whole new raid every three months or whatever yeah. um so i guess it's a way for them to stretch content but the like cool they part need any is more of that yeah well i mean sometimes maybe they do because some of the expansions that go on two years you really feel it whereas the previous expansions didn't go on that long but i feel like if they did and they didn't have mythic plus to help tide you over people would have rioted in the streets um but the repeatable content in mythic plus because i am kind of a competitive person um i i love it not just for competing against other people but even competing about uh, against like my previous best time for example um stuff like that i find really interesting and really fun uh, draw a parallel i guess um <clears throat> Dark Souls is one of my favorite like PlayStation games ever, um, and I, you know, after I did my slow play through, you know, first time playing through, you know, I'd play a couple more different times, different builds, whatever, doing a spellcaster or a bow or whatever, and then I started speedrunning it. Not, you know, nothing even close to, like world record times or anything like that. Like I think my best time was probably like two hours or something, which is fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> but. Every time I would like, I'd get home from work or whatever, and I'd be like, "Oh, I gotta, you know, go out and do something in three hours. What am I gonna do?" Like, yeah, I could watch a movie, or I could speedrun Dark Souls real quick and try and get a new personal best. And if I was able to get two minutes off my personal best, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So when I take that approach with like Mythic Plus, for example, obviously it's a little bit more team oriented, and it's not just yourself. You you do have to kind of check your ego at the door a little bit. And you also have to keep in mind that there's other people there. You can't piss them off or they'll never want to run with you again. So there is that aspect. But 
just being able to like compete with not just yourself but other people in your guild uh let's say you're not like a huge io <clears throat> excuse me super crazy you know pusher or whatever and nobody in your guild is like say you only complete tens you know if you have other people in your guild that also only complete tens and you compare your tens times like i don't know something about that competitiveness and fun that you can get from that without being super serial i guess is is kind of cool you know, that's something that I realize I don't have anymore. Like, that's... Wow, that's not why I play WoW. And I see that more and more. I'm the odd man out. I'm... Uh, a lot of the people that I play with have that competitive edge that they want it to get in on. And to me, it's a cooperative game. That's why I play WoW. I play to cooperate with my guildmates to take down the big bad bosses. Fair enough. What were you going to say, Rice? Oh no, that was that was the most of my question was just how you guys uh, go about it. But uh, I think you guys answered it pretty good. Fair. Um, how do you feel about Mythic Plus, Mister Rice? Um, for me, uh, I think it's a great thing to have. Uh, more specifically for my prep, it's it's really hard to know like what it's going to look like the first time you go in there because uh, you're not used to the tuning yet. You're probably a little undergeared. But the second you go in there, it's it's stressful for the first week. And then after that, it's probably one of the best things that Blizzard's ever added. Um, as far as, you know, how I go about it, just pre-made, get a team. Just go in and just let it be known at the door, hey, this is going to be an absolute shit show. You know, I like to think of, like, those uh, Taliesin videos where every single time he's like, oh, yeah, this thing was so good. He's like, oh, no, it was just a shit show. That's kind of how Mythic Plus is the first week. But I think it's that way for everyone. Especially for, like I say, one of the harder dungeons that we had to deal with this expansion as far as Mythic Plus. Uh, Atal Dazar in Battle for Azeroth was a rough dungeon to grasp the first couple days. Not like the mechanic-wise, but like, shit, which boss do we go to first? We have three options. Then we have to like figure out what route to take, You know, where to split off, what bosses are we really doing in order, what packs do we have to avoid. And so I guess I would take that approach similar to how I do at the beginning of the expansion, just get a group, slog through it, and then at the end just kind of compare notes like, hey, you know, I think next time, if we have that same key, we'll go over here and do this thing. All right, well, we'll you know, we'll CC that mob or try it next time. And just a learning experience. Obviously, guides help, but it's kind of hard to have a guide on uh, content that dynamically can change. Right. That's also one really cool aspect about, like, Atal Dazar specifically, or, you know, the other dungeons, is... Uh, one thing that I really like about, I guess, the first couple of weeks of Mythic Plus, um, not so much later, but uh, the the route aspect is pretty fun. Um, mm. Later, when people have it optimized, it's not yeah, as much it's of not an so much fun at that point. But the first couple of weeks, like with the Dazar, you know, where you're like, oh shit, you know, we're gonna go right first, and then another group goes left first and beats you by thirty seconds, and you're like, ooh. Maybe that's the strat, and it's like, well, maybe they just play better. You don't know, yeah. but you know, it's it's that experimentation thing that's that's kind of cool and kind of drives that competitiveness, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, once it gets optimized, then it's just you know, okay, you just <laughs> almost paint by numbers at that point. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So we've talked a bit about well, we started with prepping for raid, and then went on to Mythic Plus. What 
about going back to raid, what kind of things have you experienced whenever you weren't fully prepared for raid? And this is probably going to be because we're pretty uh, experienced at this by now and do our prep work. But can you guys remember back to a time whenever you just kind of waddled into a raid? Oh, yeah. I can I can give my experience to that. Because, again, uh, for those that uh, may be tuning in or this is a relatively new episode for you, uh, I started this game only in uh, Legion. Specifically, Nighthold is when I really got my true start, even though I played a little intermittently. But, uh, man, going into Nighthold and not knowing anything, like dying to Scorperon, and then being like, oh, shit, like, I'm the team-killing fucktard. Like, I need to change my game. I need to be better. And then having that experience with, you know, officers and saying, hey, you need to improve and be like, okay, well, what do I do? Like, obviously, a really bad question just generally ask sometimes, but uh, they helped me through it. And I was able to then get better and better. And then I made the same pitfall because I was like, okay, I think I'm doing good. And then I went into Tumasargaris, not doing as much homework as I probably should have. And then uh, we got to Maiden of Vigilance and I'm sitting there like, okay, she's throwing a bunch of things around the room, different directions, and I'm dead. Oh, I killed five people. Well, that's not good. And that was like one of the instances where, as a raider, I actually got sat. Uh, and uh, I got sat by uh, someone else in this podcast because you were raid leading for us at the time, Meeps. I still have it. I still have terrible dreams about you saying "rise" when I'm dying and made in a vigilance heroic. Oh, it was embarrassing. But um, in retrospect, I feel like that event also taught me a lot because uh, then I went and started changing my aspect of raiding. We can get into that later, but uh, a lot changed when you're put into those shoes and realize, oh God, I'm the I'm the carry. I'm the bad person in the group. I'm, and you know. I'm the team killing fucktard, as I believe we say a lot. Yeah, it's a favorite. I have a yeah. I have I have like a funny thing that I guess humble brag, but um, where I didn't do any research and it worked out. And then I have one where it's really bad. Um, so Algalon, back in Old War, when we were doing old Algalon twenty five Prague. Um, I didn't do research, and I figured ah, I'll just figure it out on the fly. Um, and I can't remember the exact mechanics of the fight, but I must have died like 10 pulls in a row to get to the AoE thing that blows up and just kills everybody, but you're supposed to go into the other realm, and only the tank stays out and soaks it. Yep. Um, I must have died to that like 10 pulls in a row to the point where I actually got benched for it. And... <laughs> The next fight that I did no prep for was um, 25 man, no, sorry, 10 man heroic um, Lich King. I did no prep for because I was benched because of Algalon that I was then B team. Um, and our Holy Pally couldn't keep up. And then they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's give Jay a shot. And I had no idea what was going on. We, nobody was streaming at the time. This was like just as streams, I guess, were becoming a thing. Um, like Justin TV still wasn't even around at that point. Um, <laughs> predating Twitch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Predates Justin TV, which yeah. was before Twi Twitch. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, what was that gamer, uh, instant messaging app that you could also stream on? If you guys remember, I have absolutely no clue. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the boonies. Yeah. I We're can't remember getting what it was, technology. Fair enough. 
So whatever it was, uh, nobody was streaming, and I hadn't looked up any videos for Lich King um, at all because I was benched, and I figured, ah, fuck, they're going to get the kill. Okay, I'm not even going to bother. I'll get in there on the repeat and get the achievement or whatever. Uh, our Holy Pally couldn't keep up. They He just kept making mistakes, so they were like, all right, Jay, get in here, and I was just like, okay, and, you know, like, like the saying goes, you fake it till you make it. One pull killed her uh, heroic Lich King ten. <laughs> so that's the wow. funny part. I I knew nothing, and I was so fucking worried because of how Algalon went that I was gonna fuck it up. But uh, you know, the raid leader would be like, "Okay, get to the edge now," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like if he didn't tell me that, I would have got killed by Lich King doing his uh, frost thing where it yep. shoots a big ass aura. You know, and then like everybody off the ledge, and I'm like, oh, okay. Otherwise, I would have fallen down the ledge. Like I kind of got carried by the raid leader, like holding everybody's hand. But they all had no idea that I didn't do any research and literally one shot it. Now, probably wasn't due to me, um, but the but I like to think been... it was. <laughs> Holy Pally couldn't keep up, and so they brought in a resto shaman to tank heal. So keep in mind, Wrath of Lich King was not an expansion where shamans would tank heal. They, so, I was happy about that, but... But ICC no was the time whenever shamans had unlimited mana from stacking MP5. Hell yeah, man! Oh, you get all them uh, green gems, haste and MP5. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It, it's funny that you brought up two instances like that, because I have two pretty much identical instances uh, the first time was before I'd ever taken raiding seriously, but I thought I was taking it seriously, sort of. You know, I was finishing the content before the next patch. And this was before Mythic, you know, before real raiding happened. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> during Old War, uh, I was in a guild that, you know, I did the... I did the friend raid, was the raid I was in. And sure, we, we cleared Old War, but we didn't do any of the hard modes. Or we did like two of the hard modes, like Heartbreaker or something. We didn't do Firefighter, though. So, uh, one night, I happen to be on, I'm the only person on, and they're doing the Tin Man One Light in the darkness. And I was not a part of this group at all that did that. And the rogue in the group was really drunk, so drunk that they were like, get out of here, man. We can't do this with you. So they were like, Meeps, get in. We need you. So I went in for my first experience with doing Yogg-Saron with, you know, anything less than all four uh, Guardians active. And we one shot that shit. And I was like, fuck yeah. All right. I, uh, I went insane like three seconds before the end, but... I made it to the end. I thought it was a king shit until uh, later on, and this is the second example, all the way into Cataclysm. This was my first step into, uh, you know, serious rating, I would say. I wouldn't call it hardcore, like not to what I got to later, but it was my first step into serious rating. Uh, and it was uh, Firelands Heroic, and we were doing it early. Like, this was early on in the tier. Like, week two we were getting to was it like week three bail heroic bail rock we got down but basically we were getting to the last two bosses in the first month and uh whenever we got to heroic rag now see my mistake is actually on youtube i can look up this video it's from the warlock so the warlock is uh recording our kill and 
it's my first like i didn't do any research this was before like this is my first step in i'm like i've been raiding so we get to ragnaros and his is- last words <laughs> yeah uh you guys uh well jay you remember the meatballs that would chase people and you had to knock them back and and kite yeah good times i was really good at that because i was a hunter so obviously and marksman yeah. hunters were just awesome uh go ahead okay uh so in this video you can see from his perspective he's in the middle of the room facing rag and he looks over to the left where i'm where you can see me backpedaling and kiting this meatball and he looks back to the front and he looks back again and the meatball is the only thing there there's no more hunter because i disengaged off the platform (laughs) so that uh it was bad enough that that happened uh, I was like, oh my god, guys, I, uh, I I need a res. Or, wait, you can't res me. I'm off the platform. But then to find out, that was the kill, and it was recorded. Damn. Yeah. That's a that's a good roast. Uh, yeah. Can I get that video, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me look that one up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a feels bad, man. For real. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, since then, you know, I've learned to do your research know where the edge is although i mean i've fallen off of edges other times but that was by far the worst i feel it <laughs> that's pretty good i like that <laughs> we had uh in the same run or in the same group that we were doing lich king and i remember uh just sitting there on uh ventrilo uh <laughs> name drop i guess weird ventrilo uh, anyway. name drop <laughs> well, that's how old I was. Like, like, let's be honest. Like, half the people nowadays are like, "What the hell is Ventrilo?" Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I remember being on there, just listening to them, like wiping and stuff. And uh, I won't out him in case he ever hears this. But uh, they'd be like, "What the fuck, guy?" Because he just disengaged off the ledge on Lich King like the twelfth <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> Things like that. You just never live them down. Well, so I guess then the question that I want to start thinking about now in terms of that is, you know, at one point we were all in the the shit seat. I know that's not the, the, you know, the most accurate term for it, but uh, we were all the worst person in the raid for one reason or another at one point. So how did you guys specifically get better? Because I think we can all agree off of you know what we've said, research is pretty important. But what other things did you actually do to significantly change your game style, like your play style? Well, did I didn't look up the fight. fight. I just went in there and one shot it. Clearly. Oh yeah, right. I mean yeah, you had a pretty good experience. <laughs> like, come on, guys, get on my level. Now, I mean, after that, I started watching the videos. I you know started researching and trying to figure out like. is there going to be something on this fight that's going to cause me a problem? Uh, The most relevant example, I guess, would be in Nyalotha, you know, as a Shadow Priest, you know, looking at a certain fight, like, okay, is there anything in this fight that's going to just kill me? Is there anything in this fight that's going to just kill me if I get hit by it? Is there anything in this fight that I can take, heal myself up, or just live through it, or disperse through it to do more damage or whatever? Um cheese it in some way that doesn't totally dick over the raid and then 
you know, try and work that out if I can do it. Otherwise, it would be like, is there anything in this raid that is going to screw me over, like, with too much movement? In the case of Nazoth, the whole fucking fight, please bench me. Um, but for all the other fights, it was like trying to optimize your movement and stuff. I mean, and that's kind of little things at this point. But back then, honestly, just watching the videos from it, this is, it feels so weird to say it like this, but I just watched the videos and I fucking get it. Like, I don't know why anybody just doesn't watch the videos and just understand everything about the fight from a three minute video, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's a really conceited and douchey way to say it, so I don't actually mean that. Like, I know some people learn slower, so they might have to watch the fight 16 times. But short of actually seeing the fight and being in there and learning firsthand, it's going to be hard. Uh, so however you are as a learner, if you're one of those hands-on learner, watch the videos, preferably of a POV of your class, if not your role, and watch it until you know it i guess fake it till you make it yeah 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 fake it till you make it i guess yeah i i get where you're coming from uh and that's where i i mean i always watch the videos of course but i don't get nearly as much as i do from firsthand uh and like i was saying you know like i said earlier is i gotta get in there and get my hands dirty to really learn uh but is actually Ganju that brought it up in the chat. That's one thing is stop being a clicker. That has been an ongoing process uh, for me for years. I was I was a dirty, dirty clicker up until it started in Cataclysm during Firelands is when I started making that transition away from clicking. And still to this day, people that watch my stream can see that I still click some things, but not on my Hunter. Uh, I, that's just muscle memory, all of it. That's all keys for me. But my Warlock, I click my Infernal. I click my cooldowns. That's about it. But getting away from being a clicker has been a, has been a good part of improving my game overall. But that's just come from experiencing raids and realizing that that's made me better overall uh, but more specifically like mistakes that I make directly the only time that I've had a real mistake that I just couldn't get over eventually couldn't learn couldn't perform better the next time has been the ball kicking on fucking Zanesh it took me about 10 times messing up that ball kick before I got it. And now you can slot me in anywhere and I will get that kick every fucking time. But it took me wiping the raid almost a dozen times by myself, which I don't think I've ever done. Even whenever we pulled bosses that are 300 plus at the cutting edge, I've never personally wiped a raid as much as I have on Zanesh. But things like Zanesh, I... Like, I tried to find resources outside because it's a very specific mechanic. You can't really practice it outside of doing it in person. And then if you fuck it up, well, that's a wipe. But for the most part, if there's something that uh, messes with me like that, uh, like, I ended up doing, all, like, uh, hopping in pug groups so I could practice the Nash Cakes. And that's how I do it. 
if there's something that's really tripping me up like that is I practice on at a lesser difficulty. Do you think it's worth it for somebody like time investment wise to do a lower difficulty pug over and over and over to do oh, that? Oh yeah. Or, it depends. Or, when, when we were gonna when we were gonna get to me, that say, was like, gonna be one of them. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say like for me, like I feel like I've got better shit to do. <laughs> like I've I've never actually struggled with a mechanic that hard though. Like with Arzen Ashprog, I I probably kicked the ball wrong four or five times. Uh probably three or so just learning it, and then I race switched to Torin and probably messed it up twice because of the new hitbox. But like aside from that, it's just one of those things that I'm like, eh. So I guess it's kind of hard for me to rationalize the limited amount of time that I want to spend on the game in like some random pug raid that, let's be honest, isn't going to get me any gear. It's not going to get me any closer to, you know, being better in any other way. Just I mean, literally the one mechanic. Right. That's all it is, is if it's important to you, like if you know that, that people are relying on you to get this job done then for me at least it's worth it to put in the time and figure figure stupid shit out but say you're a tank no you're a tank you don't need you don't need to do the kick or if you're a class that's bad at kicking or if there's other people that can kick that if there's other people that can do that specific mechanic it's not worth your time just be like uh don't pick me <laughs> and you know do your right. part I think uh, towards Meeps' point, um, especially when I'm, you know, picking up a new talent or a new spec or something like that, that is actually one thing that I will do. Just, you know, hey, we're having our mythic on, you know, these days, and on one of the off days, if I have a couple hours, I just hop on that class and I just say, hey, heroic group, take me. Like, I don't even care if I'm locked out, just, you know, take me. I'll go to a boss to just practice the kit, practice the rotation. You know, I've, I've gone into Heroic on some fights to just practice weird shit. Like, hey, what happens if I play Elemental Shaman with this new build and I just never press Lava Burst? Does it work? Like, I've done weird shit like that. But I feel like being in there and also seeing the fights, even though things can dynamically change from difficulty to difficulty, it can still help you on a specific fight as well. Plus, if you're worried about, you know, your own performance, like, man, am I dodging the meatballs, you know, on that fight? You know, do I actually need to disengage, you know, practicing those things? As long as you know what you're working towards when you go in, that's something that I actually do a lot. And I've also recommended that to other people. Just, hey, let's, you know, let's hop in a normal group, you know, just for shits and giggles. And we'll just fucking parse on and we'll just try to, you know, work on whatever it needs you need to work on. Whether it's, you know, clicking a button or learning a new rotation, or it's, hey, this mechanic is really dumb, like Xanash. I fucked up on Xanash probably two dozen times. And now I'm pretty sure that if I do it, I can get it first try. But there's still that aspect of me that inside the back of my head, I'm like, man, I hate this thing. Like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's gimmicky, but I've practiced so much now that I feel like I'm at least reliable. Right. Was there anything in particular that you did to bounce back from being sat during Tomb? Uh, yeah, actually. I uh, went and did a bunch of pugs. I literally just went from Maiden, uh, Maiden of Vigilance group to Maiden of Vigilance group to Maiden of Vigilance group. It was Ooh. literally just, I hopped on, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go into a run. 
We killed the boss. Maybe I died, maybe I didn't. I leave group. I disband, you know, I go to a different group. I hop in, they're doing Maid of Vigilance. I'm like, hey, get me in. You know, Lincoln Achievement or something, AOTC, whatever we had. I get in, I do Maid of Vigilance, and then I get off. You know, and then when I log back in another time, I do two more pulls of it, find two more groups, whatever. Even if it's just normal, just so I can go in there and be like, hey, I'm doing the mechanic. Um, because in those instances where it was just, it did not click at all, I just needed to go and see it. I'm kind of like a U-Meeps in the aspect of that. Once I know what's coming and what's being to be expected, then I can actually start prepping for it better. I'm much more of a, a visual learner when it comes to raiding in general. So if I can go in and I can fail the mechanic five times in a pug, you know, they, they may kick me, they may not, but uh, that'll make me better for when we go in there on a reclear or when we get into Mythic and I can say, I have so much experience in this mechanic, I can carry it. Right. We're not rain men like Jay who can just watch it happen and then do it ourselves. Yeah, Jay. Okay, just because I can watch something and you know somewhat do it doesn't mean I can do it perfectly. I'm still going to make mistakes. It's just generally they're not going to be like raid wiping mistakes or like I'll I'll get the general gist of a fight from watching a video, like generally once. Like Zenesh, for example, once I watched the video once, I was like, oh okay. Like, there, there wasn't anything else to it. There's some fights I might have to watch more than once, like, you know, Archimonde or, um, you know, some of the harder fights. But I, while I'm not going to pick up everything, there's still going to be some things here or there that I'm, like, that I'm going to learn on the fly. Um, the majority of the important things, I just, yeah, I just click and I get, I don't know, savant like that, I guess. Idiot savant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am the Fallout 4 <laughs> uh, <laughs> bubblehead. Uh, so, with these particular scenarios, it sounds like there's no real quick solutions to the, these immediate problems, but are there any times that you think there's been a quick solution to problems that you that have arisen? Jay, I think you should take this one before me. I have mixed thoughts. I need to organize my thoughts. Let's have Meeps go first, <laughs> answer its own question first. All right. Uh, I think the only time that there's been a quick solution to an immediate problem for me has been whenever I've been completely blind to the problem that I'm causing. And someone whispers me and like, hey, dumbass, you're supposed to dodge that. That's that's about the only experience I've had where like something I could immediately hop on and get done is just something that I didn't realize was going on because I didn't do the research or I watched a video and didn't catch every little detail like our idiot savant. Fair enough. I think I can go now. Um, for me, I don't think I have ever had an instance where it's either I'm helping myself or I'm helping someone else, and I can honestly say, oh yeah, it was an easy fix. Um, a lot of the times, you know, this game is so complex and there's so many things going on, and there's also some variance to when things happen, that the only real way to go about doing it is understanding the problem and then just a lot of trial and error. Just a stupid amount of trial and error. And it's not necessarily a fun time either. It's, you know, for me and uh, one of my buddies, uh, <clears throat> Nate, I was uh, helping him with, you know, one of his classes and was like, okay, we're just going to pull, you know, for example, Rathion, and every single time that we pull it, I'm going to be, you know, telling you what to do from the sidelines or, you know, telling you things that you should do. 
and then after you know poll we'd sit there and review and it's like man it's just not clicking it's like okay well you know let's try it again let's look at it from this perspective or maybe we'll do one thing this time you know instead of all the things just try to do this one thing maybe we do two three polls and he gets in it's like okay well now add these things together or okay well let's practice on something else because uh i don't think i've ever had a time where it's it's one small thing like it can be a lot of errors like you know someone's like oh you know my dps is low how do i increase my dps like well what's your survivability are you if you're trying to go just raw numerical value you might have to cheat so to speak you might have to change your play style you might have to do the fight incorrectly to look better in a different aspect so i feel like it's it's a really hard thing to grasp and it's more on a case by case at least in my experiences so i don't want to answer it from a numerical perspective because i feel like that is yeah uh like a different not like a different question but almost like a different beast entirely um i kind of want to answer this question from like a mechanical perspective and the reason why i couldn't answer it right away you know why i wasn't prepared for that is because i have conflicting thoughts they okay so as far as like an easy easy answer to you know a problem that you might be having for me, the tricky part is identifying that you have a problem. If somebody tells you, hey, you're fucking up on a mechanic, you need to move out of that, like Meep said, then, yeah, that's easy. You know, that's your easy solution. Um, generally, though, I've found that if somebody's making the same mistake more than once or any reasonable amount of time. Or Three, four, whatever, five times. Yeah, four or five times. As soon as it's repeatedly a problem, then to me, that's indicative of somebody that doesn't know that they're having a problem. They don't know that they're the team-killing fucktard. <laughs> um, and the meme. Uh, so while it, it would be nice to be like, oh, yeah, an easy solution to that is just knowing that you are the team-killing fucktard. That, I mean, it's it's not always easy to identify if you're the problem or if you're missing a mechanic or anything like that. So it's very complicated to, you know, give you the easy answer. What I will say is if you have somebody that does identify, you know, this is the problem, this is how you fix it. Like don't stand in that. Then the easy answer is don't fucking stand in it. Right. Right. But on the flip side, if you don't have anybody to do that, the easiest thing you can do and it only takes time, is, you know, that night after you're done raiding, or, you know, the next day while you're at work, you know, whenever you take your 10-minute shit for the day, pull up Warcraft logs. Go through the logs and find out, okay, where did I die? What did I die to? WoW Analyzer is really good for that, too, and Wipefest is really good for that, too. You can, you know, get some really good information off of that. It's not going to tell you everything, but... You know, use that time while you're pooping instead of going on Twitter and, you know, raging about whichever political figure you hate today. Just quickly look at the logs and figure out how you died. And there's your easy solution. Just don't do that. Or reach out. You're literally in a raid with 19 other people that want to help you. Unless yeah, you're true. in a really toxic raid and some of them don't want to help you. They just want to see you suffer. Or so, unless you're the asshole and they don't want to help you because they want you to eventually leave or get kicked. Right. Which could but, entirely be an option too. But not typically, that I know that. I'm awesome. But you know. So here's a topic actually that I want to bring up because you dropped, you know, a couple what I would think of as important resource names there. Um 
what are the resources you know that you guys have used um from my perspective uh i was having a really hard time when we were trying to figure out uh ilganoth and i went to the shaman discord because again playing elemental shaman at the time and they were like hey you know I looked at your logs. I think I have an idea of like what be going on. And I was like, okay, cool. There's just random players that are playing my class that are willing to give me help. That's awesome. And I even got reached out to by another guy that was like, hey, you know what you should do? You should hop on Twitch TV and next time you like raid, stream the fight. I was like, okay, you know, I'll stream it. And I clipped it and I, you know, messaged him like, hey, I got this clip. And he looked and he's like, yeah, here's exactly what you want to see. Told me a timestamp and then he walked me through it. It was amazing that I was just able to go to some random place and find a resource from some guy. And I still have him added on my Blizzard today. He's a really cool guy. Um, but there's a lot of resources that are out there and maybe some people just don't know about them. So what are some resources that you guys have personally used? Obviously, Jay, you said Warcraft logs, but you know, yeah. say your Warcraft, say your Warcraft logs blind. Say, say you just have no idea how they work. What's what's another yeah. good way to go about so it? Take that URL and take it over to Wipefest. If you have a subscription, you can look at all the information. If you don't, you can look at like one pull at a time. I think, um, which is kind of awkward. But um, aside from that, like Wow Analyzer is really good. It'll analyze you from a. Uh, mechanical standpoint but it'll compare you to like everything that you should be doing note that that's not perfect because for example it'll say like in an eight minute fight you should have tranked four times because it's eight minutes and a two minute cooldown you know something like that it'll get a little bit messy um so i mean if you want to be perfect on wow analyzer you literally have to pop all your cooldowns second to one and then every time they come up hit them but mm -hmm. anyway that's that's a little thing about that one thing but Wipefest is great. Uh, wow Analyzer is fantastic for getting better at like raw numerical um, if you can't figure out Warcraft logs because uh, Warcraft logs is the next probably huge thing. Um, as far as like looking for like what items should I be wearing? Blood Mallet is amazing. Um, it's a huge resource for um, like all the borrowed power uh, Sims and stuff that came out, that all came from Blood Mallet, so Azerite gear and all that stuff was all done by them. Um, Icy Veins is usually pretty good. Um, it's usually, like, top raiders in the world that make those Icy Veins guides. Um, those are the websites if you don't want to actually talk to other people. If you want to talk to other people, then the closest thing is Guildies, um, Friends, uh, people that you know that play the same class, maybe somebody on you know on the same server or whatever. Uh, but outside of that, there's the class discords that you had mentioned for everybody that plays your class. And then to go even one step further, there's plenty of streamers out there that'll help. Like if you are a really bad shadow priest, you know you can watch Cappy stream, and you know just by the sheer like osmosis, you'll be ten times better after watching him stream once. So when are you um, going to start watching a stream? I just don't have time, you know. <laughs> also, I'm not That's a Shadow Priest anymore. <laughs> uh, my Shadow Priest is officially retired. <laughs> Woo! Um, I'm excited for that. Don't get me, I, I love the Shadow Priest, but uh, they killed it. So it's killed. It's dead. Um, but aside from that, you can also, you know, go to like the big streamers, like the Sloop Bags, the uh, the J dot B, the Doctor J's, the Naguras, all all those kinds of people, and you know, most of them will, you know, look at a comment and then will like respond with like a quick 
easy solution. But better than that, you can join their Discord communities, and it's usually filled with people that also play that class. So they may not also be in, if you're a druid, for example, they may not also be in the Dreamgrove um, Discord server. But, you know, if you join Nagura's, you know, Discord server, for example, there might be people willing there to help you. Um, so, I mean, there there's so many resources. Um, Wowhead is another great one for, you know, guides. They always have great guides continually updated. <sighs> I feel like I've been talking for like 20 minutes straight. Somebody jump in. All right. <laughs> well, because you were so comprehensive, I've been, I've been thinking that, yeah, I mean... You've been almost entirely comprehensive. I can't think of anything off of, off the top of my head that is could fill in on that. So I figured I'd just talk about the ones that I think are really important. A, if you're a serious raider, you want to take it seriously, you want to get cutting edge, you want to raid a mythic, you have almost no choice but to learn logs or become friends with people that have that know how to you know work logs. Warcraft logs is the like the most comprehensive resource all in one place. Like it tells you the breakdown of everything. It'll even down to like show you a replay of exactly where you stood. So if you're able to read those, that's uh, about about your best resource. Um, yeah. But aside from that, like all the different resources that Jay just listed. Uh, starting with, I'd say, Warcraft logs and then your guildies or other people you know that play your class or, you know, like Rise did, reach out to other people that play your class and ask them, like, what do they do? How, how did you get to where you're such a good performing whatever class you are that you play? Um, how did you do so well in that fight? What did you do? Can you teach me? The, you'd be surprised at just how many people want to help each other. I mean, yeah, you know, I think that's uh, something that we shouldn't skate by. Not everybody is on the internet is an asshole. Most are, but not everybody. <laughs> right. Wait, people okay. lie on the most, internet? Most people are actually really nice. And most people, uh, at, at least I've found this in the one time that somebody's asked me, like, how are you so good? It doesn't happen very often. Um, I, you get all warm and fuzzy and you want to help that person. Because it's kind of like, oh, wow, they're recognizing I'm awesome, even though you might not be. Or maybe you are, and maybe you never hear it. Like, no, nobody ever gets tired of, you know, somebody asking them for help because they know that, oh, this person's only coming to me because I'm performing well. And to that, uh, I, I want to touch on it. Otter said this in the chat. Like, if you want help, you have to ask for it. It's not just going to fall into your lap. If, you, if you're the team-killing fucktard and you need help, you have to ask generally people are not going to just tell you you know or at least if they do it's not going to be in a nice way <laughs> generally that you're making mistakes and this is how you fix it but that's it we're changing know, the title from life of a raider to how to not be a team killing fucktard <laughs> you know one of the one of the interesting things that i guess we didn't bring up necessarily but i want to i want to touch on just very briefly you know most of the time when you're in a raid environment, you're being told if you're, you know, if you're the team killing fucktard and you don't know, you're usually being told by a raid lead or an officer. Um, you know, Meep's can attest that when I was fucking up on Maiden of Vigilance, I was kind of uncomfortable with, but I asked him. 
he sat down with me 10 minutes, opened up a dungeon journal and said, this is what she's going to cast. This is how it works. This is how you do it. Like, this is what you want to do as far as avoiding other people. And so, you know, even thinking about just like a baseline, people in your raid, even if you don't talk to them often, but like if you're, you know, the team killing fucktard, you probably should just ask someone in your group. Like a raid lead, that's usually what they're there, there for. They're usually super knowledgeable. If you have a ranged officer, you know, as an elemental shaman, go talk to the ranged officer because they probably have some idea of what they're talking about if they have that position. I mean, it can just be as easy as that. Just literally talk to the people around you. Ask for help. But that is, ultimately asking for help is the most important thing that you can do. Yeah. I mean, and and like you said, like, if somebody is an officer, generally they know what the fuck they're talking about. Generally, um, yeah. Sometimes then, you know, they don't and they're just there because of nepotism or, or whatever. But generally there's, there's warning signs if that is the case. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're... If you're in a if you're in a group that knows what they're doing and you're you know progressing, even if it is a casual guild or whatever, generally there's usually going to be somebody you know that knows a little bit more. And if you're somebody that is underperforming and you ask a raid leader, uh, "Hey, I'm underperforming. Can you help me out with that?" Like, if your raid leader or officer does not be like, they don't help you, and they're just like, "Ah, just figure it out on your own." Like, you're in the wrong guild. <clears throat> yeah, hundred percent. That's a Just whole. Saying. That's a whole other topic that I wouldn't mind getting yeah. into sometime. But yeah, that's like red flag. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any other resource yeah. that you guys can think of, or that like you know general things that you'd recommend? Jay was yeah, uh, the simple wow really... podcast is fantastic for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I hear those guys are pretty good, knowledgeable. Try not to talk shit too much. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. They're pretty good. What were you going to say, Meeps? Yeah, I, I was just about to say just how, you know, comprehensive you already were. I can't think of any more resources. That's more than I could have think, thought of to begin with. Fucking nailed it. I'm just here to soak up time, right? Nailed yeah. it. Did my job. <clears throat> Show myself the door. So what do you do when it, you've gone? it's gone too far? You, you're the team killing fucktard. You haven't fixed it. And you're benched. What, what do you do then? Have you guys... Well, I mean, we've gone over Rise being benched. Yeah, that one hurt a lot. Um, again, what what did I do? I said, hey, uh, Raid Lead, uh, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Can you help me? And then after that, once I got some feedback and I kind of had a battle plan, I went to Heroic. I said, okay, fuck it. I'm, I'm the idiot. Let me be an idiot in a pug instead of coming to raid and being the idiot because it's much worse to go to raid and feel like an idiot than it really is to just go into a pug and you know pull maiden of vigilance 10 15 times um you know especially when you know it's brought up before that when you know that you're in that bad position usually that's either the time where people either freeze up and they don't get help or the correct answer is that's when you should get help arguably you know get help before because uh, i think that even with how good some people are now, there's always room for improvement. So even if you're, you know, the the top 1% of your raid team and you're, you know, pushing really hard and you've never had a mechanical issue, it's still good and it's still fine to go out and find resources, look at things and just improve just a little bit more because that extra 1% or sidestepping that mechanic one second early or knowing how to deal with that ball kick on Zanesh, that can save the raid time and it can save you time as well from, you know, actually being in raid instead of be 
sitting on the sidelines and watching it from an outside perspective. So for me, it's just you have to identify it and you have to practice. You have to ask for help. And generally speaking, I'd say that if you are at a point where you're asking for help, you might have already gone too far. And, you know, I think Rise and I, yeah, Rise and I kind of have gone over this, but uh, I want to hear from you, Jay. I think, um, okay, so if you, if you get benched, then it's not like it's been a problem one time. Generally, and I, I can only speak from my experience, so I, I've never been in a guild that has benched somebody because I made one mistake one time. Um, I've been in plenty of guilds where plenty of people have gotten benched. I've been in plenty of guilds where I've been benched. Um, so I only have, you know, obviously my limited experience from that. But what I will say is in that, you've got generally a foundation of mistakes that you're making. And the only thing that you can do is, you know, eat the humble pie figure out what it is that you're doing wrong. If you still can't figure it out, um, then, yeah, I, I think going into a raid of a lower difficulty definitely will help you, like Ryzo mentioned earlier. Um, if it's if it's something like you're just not playing your class well, and it's not something like mechanical, on like on a fight or whatever, you're just underperforming numerically. Um, things that I've had to deal with in the past, because that is mostly why I've ever been benched, not for messing up mechanics, but for numbers. Um, it's not really a surprise, you know. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't one of the best raiders in this tier numerically. Mechanically, yeah, most of the time I was, you know, I'm fucking awesome. So I was awesome most of the time. Uh, Where's that humble pie? There. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but what I will say is numerically, like you know, sometimes tanks would beat me. Um, I'm being facetious, but honestly, it felt like that sometimes. And I'm uber self-critical, and not everybody has to be like that. But if you're underperforming numerically, one of the best things that I can do, and I've done this <clears throat> every time it's happened, literally go to a target dummy and sit there for two hours, set a stopwatch for two minutes, and just do your rotation. Even if you make a mistake, pretend it's a boss fight and whatever, you got to just do it. Don't do any movement. Don't add any other variables. Just do two minutes, just straight dummy, you know, fully raid geared or prepped and all that stuff, flasks, you know, runes, whatever. Then pause it, take a look at your log, see what you made a mistake on, then fix it, and then go again. Another two minutes. Keep going over and over and over and over. Once you've got that all nailed out and it's all good, do it again. Still no mistakes? Cool. Now, throw in a variable. Set that two-minute timer, but every ten seconds, move five yards. You know, or, you know, every twenty seconds, move ten yards. You know, add some element to that that is going to emulate a boss fight. Or switch and, to yeah. AoE, like, yes, you know, in, the, in these dummy rooms, you've got your boss target, you've got your AoE targets. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this specific example, if I'm worried about, you know, my damage, not necessarily multi-target, but let's say it's a patchwork fight that there gotcha. happens to be a lot of movement for, and that's where my damage is lost because all of my movement is totally tanking my damage... I would have to find a way to either cheat that to either move a little bit sooner so I can get into a new spot and keep nuking or instead of just running for 20 yards straight, can I, you know, leave like two seconds earlier, move five yards, cast two spells, move five yards, cast two spells, move five yards, like something like that. Once you've got that narrowed down and you're within a 
acceptable range of damage loss because you are not going to get 100% damage unless you're playing a BM Hunter or Marks, maybe. Anyway, if you're playing a caster or some melees, uh, generally you're not going to have 100% of your damage from the previous. But if you, let's say you sim at 80k, or let's say you do 80k on the dummy with no movement, and then you do that again, and your rotation's totally fine, and with the movement you're at like 70k, if that's an acceptable loss for you, and you look at your raid logs and you find out everybody in the raid is pulling, you know, around those numbers, then there you go. Don't don't be happy with that, though. Don't be like, cool, I achieved it. I'm good. Stay there for another hour. Two-minute pull, two-minute pull, two-minute pull, two-minute pull. Give yourself that muscle memory. You know, I think we found it, Rice. Whereas we go in and get the first-hand experience, he emulates the first-hand experience. <laughs> I was actually just <laughs> going to say that. I... I prepare for it's not even like a per boss thing because like this this thing that I'm saying I'm not even thinking of like oh there's this boss that has this mechanic I, I'm doing that without knowing that there's a, a boss that does that so that when I get to a boss if it has a similar kind of thing like Carapace for example you know when he bails down the tunnel or whatever if he was still attackable and we have to chase him and we fight him in the new arena I can now do you know, 75% of my damage during that whole run, you know, assuming we don't have to split off and do all the, you know, assists and stuff, if we just moved in there and did another fighter there, like, second arena style, that whole, like, you know, 80-yard run or whatever it is, you know, most people, I would wager, are not going to be able to do full damage or even 75% of their damage. I wager I probably could because I've practiced that so many times. So it's just an once you've got that nailed down, then when you get to a fight, you're like, oh, this is like when I practice on the dummy. This is the technique I can use. You just adapt it for that. Now that you've broached it, you know, up until this point, most of what we've been talking about, which I guess we should have stated more clearly early on, was we've been talking mostly about mechanics, not about num num uh, numerical. numerical. Yeah, not, not about uh, numerical play. Uh, there's a lot of crossover in the two, you know, and how you can get better, how like the same kind of areas you can go to perform, uh, increase your performance. But on the particularly the numerical side, uh, is there anything, any resources that you think would be better for numerical data than for mechanical? If you're trying to push the upper echelon of your play, uh, a resource that I have used a lot. And again, you know, it's not perfectly accurate, but I'd say the top two for me would be Warcraft Logs and then a mixture of also WoW Analyzer. Uh, you can go into Warcraft Logs and you can just peer at, you know, what are other X classes doing? You know, what, where are they standing? How are they, you know, doing the fight? You can even look in more depth of like, what are they casting? Uh, they even have replays tied to them, so you can say, where are they doing these things, too? It adds a whole another layer of intensity. And then once you do that, you can, you know, do your own fight. You can then put your information into WoW Analyzer, and it'll tell you, hey, you know, during this fight, you thought you did really good, but maybe this one-minute cooldown, you know, if you're supposed to be using it on cooldown, you missed three. And I'm sitting there like, holy crap, I missed three? And then I think about it, it's like... Oh well, yeah, I was moving at that time, or I was dodging that mechanic, and I tunnel visions, and uh, or oh, maybe maybe this thing is usually used for AOE, but there was no AOE in this fight, so maybe I just forgot to press it. There's a lot of like little variants that you can suddenly pick up on just by getting that like kind of almost front-loaded information. 
And if you have that front-loaded information available to you, once you see it, once you read it, and once you kind of digest it, you can say, okay. And then that's when you go and practice. Because again, you know, the repetition is what's really going to solidify your play. But if you're worried about, like, specifically numerical value, that'd be my recommendation. Do you have anything yeah. to add, Jay, or did you pretty I, much I go would, over? I would just echo that, that WoW Analyzers... Um, all of all of what he said is absolutely accurate. Uh, one of the best resources I found, though, is WoW Analyzer because it'll it'll literally break down by the second. Like you had eleven opportunities to use this spell, and you used it eight times. So it's very good at picking out specifically the one thing you made a mistake on. Um, at least you know from a rotational aspect. Right. So that if if that one ability is huge, like. Uh, assassination in legion um i think it's called kingmaker or whatever the artifact ability uh you wanted to use it on cooldown but only within a specific window of combo points so you didn't waste combo points and you didn't overcap and it would literally tell you like you know um you held on to it for 20 seconds which is too long or you used it you know five seconds early because if you would have waited for your energy and you know, mutilated one time and then you can use your artifact then you do a finisher right away. That's more optimal. So it'll it'll literally break it down for you by the second, and it's it's fantastic resource for that. Um, if you want to get super crazy analytical, Wow Analyzer. I agree. I but I think one thing that we've been overlooking in both areas, mechanically and numerically, one resource that we didn't mention is weak ores. Um, Ooh. That's yeah. actually a really fucking good one. Yeah, I Otter brought it up actually, so I'll give credit to him. But I don't know about you guys. I've had a love-hate relationship with weak auras. I was first introduced to them a long time ago, but actually started using them pretty heavily around uh what was the second tier of Warlords? Is that BRF? Yeah, that was Blackrock Foundry. Yeah. yeah that's whenever uh, I started actually getting into weak ores and during that expansion and during I'd say most of Legion I would use weak ores up until I didn't like I felt like I didn't need them anymore and they'd get in the way because I'd do the fight 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 times and now that's just an extra thing on my screen I'm pushing those buttons I already know what's coming like it's muscle memory However, now I've gotten to the point where I leave the weak auras. In fact, I add new ones periodically as I need them, either rotationally or uh, mechanically. Like right now, if someone was to take my weak aura package for any of the either of the specs I play, either Demo War or Destro Warlock or Beastmaster Hunter, uh, if you don't have weak auras and you were to take my package and just play, let the weak auras play for you, kind of like they light up like. You really you gotta press this now. This is your best ability. Uh, that's kind of really embarrassing. Like that I'm playing BM Hunter, and I've got a weak or that kind of tells me how to play the simplest class there is. But sometimes it really helps. Like I'm more concentrated on I'm I need to make sure that got him. <laughs> I need to make sure that. Uh, you know, these people trying to do this mechanic, like these group of three are actually in the right specific spot. So like on my screen, my buttons light up for me like, all right, well, I don't need uh, I don't need to pay attention to what I'm doing so much because the weak or is doing it for me so I can pay attention to what these are, guys are doing and I can jump in if something happens. 
Yeah. Um, specifically, if you're worried about playing numerically, uh, I think Weak Auras is actually, in-game, one of the best things that you can do. Um, there have been add-ons that I've seen, uh, like that Tell Me When. Someone's like, hey, you know, do you know a Tell Me When string? I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's like, it's literally a Weak Aura that will just tell, it'll just light up your buttons. And you just press them. And I'm like, really? And so when I started learning Enhancement Shaman, I, like, installed it. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what it tells me. It's like, it literally the light they just lights up it's like okay press this it's like okay pressed it okay now do this okay i press this okay now you know lust and then once you start playing with it enough you start feeling the fluidity and it's like okay well now that i have this thing down let me turn it off see if i'm doing well bring it into a raid turn on the logs and see if it works and then you can go from there even things like uh your bar setup uh, something like LVI, where you can manage your bars, being able to see your screen, being able to see when abilities are coming out, add-ons like DBM. There are a lot of add-ons that I'm so surprised we didn't talk about this more earlier. It's like, there are some insanely strong add-ons for all maculative players. PvP players have their own setups, raiders have their own setups. Now, there's even some for world content that you can do, practicing, mid-raid, specific raid fights. You can get a lot of information. And realistically, they're designed to be things that you could just write on paper and like you have at your fingertips. But man, they they make your quick thought process just so much easy. And you the decision making that you have to do, it becomes very minimal. And being able to have that as a resource is really, really good. Yeah, if you don't if you don't play without add-ons, if there's those few people that still have that kind of naturalist mindset out there, you are not mythic rating or you are crippling yourself yeah there are a lot of really cool things that you can get out there and it, honestly i would prefer not having any add-ons i would prefer the blizzard make these options available in game uh starting with the ui like starting like with our uh, being able to customize bars i don't understand why we still can't do that with the base ui we can to a slight degree but nowhere near the degree you can with add-ons. Mm -hmm. Shout out to a, a fun add-on if you're still in the vanilla client. Uh, tell me when. You can literally just pick up and move all the UI. You can take all your bars and throw them in the corner. You can move it on the middle of your screen if that's what you want to do. Don't recommend it. You can make your minimap really tiny and put it in the corner. Like, I'll have all your bars like in a different location. Like, use them. There's a lot of different ones out there. And also, experiment. Download one. Okay, this doesn't work, you know throw it away grab a week or a package for your class all the buttons that are there you know it, it'll even have like cooldown numbers so you can visualize it uh for even like uh for unholy dk there's a week aura where you can see your runes and it tells you on a second by second basis when each one respawns and for a class that's using you know a system like that where it's just you're kind of at some point when you're starting out you're just gambling trying to figure out when am i getting these things back these resources you can just have timers for every single one of them that light up and they work independently and that makes your play style and that character just so much easier yeah i i highly recommend um weak auras as well i can't believe we didn't talk about add-ons sooner okay. as well that's <laughs> weak auras is i don't know what i would do without them uh honestly uh every character i have has a hud weak aura for whatever spec i'm playing so Shadow has all of my cooldowns like right there in the middle of the screen so I can see what's up and all that stuff without having to look at my bars. Um, my Druid had the same thing and I hid my bars because everything was uh, keybound. Yeah. Um, 
then there's no reason for my bars to be there if weaker is there. So I now have more real estate on the screen if that's something you're into. If you want to see your bars, then okay, fine, whatever. But um, just, I mean, having all that information literally right underneath your character, you're already looking at your you're already looking at where things are going to hit your character, so it just makes it super easy to just, like, literally glance down a teeny, tiny little bit and see that you've... Oh, combust is up. You know, whatever. <clears throat> and we... So this this whole episode has been from trying to keep it to the perspective as a raider, uh, because, you know, we're all part of an officer corps and do raid management as well but we were trying to just keep the focus on as a raider not you know those roles as well but whenever talking about add-ons i can't skip out on exorcist raid tools however that is more for a raid management that's more beneficial to raid management than to actual raiders but there are still aspects of it that you want as a raider uh i want to hear jay uh I want to hear your feelings about Exorcist because you are probably, yeah, you're definitely the person out of the entire raid that uses it the most. Okay. As far as add-ons go, in my opinion, it is the second best resource you can have right behind Weak Auras. Weak Auras just for managing all the shit that you want to see and, you know, all that stuff. But as far as actually um, all the other things that you need... Exorcist has everything. Um, it's not. It's not going to have stuff like DBM um, does or whatever. But all that stuff you don't necessarily need as long as you have eyes. Um, the things that you can get from Exorcist, uh, as as a guild management or a raid management aspect, um, it has a bunch of really cool things, um, like the fact that you can set people to always be marked, and as long as you enable that, no matter what happens, anybody can mark them with, like, a skull, for example, and it'll switch it back to a star immediately. Um, that's cool for when you've got a place where you need to stack on one person. So, you know, you just say, okay, everybody's going to stack on the diamond marker. Well, if they got hit by a mechanic five seconds earlier, um, and now that mark is a skull, like, they're going to be looking for that purple diamond, and they're not going to know. So... That's a really, really cool little thing that Exorcist has. Um, as a, you know, a healer, tank, sometimes DPS need to know this as well. And then, obviously, as an officer raid leader, having the ability to show every single cooldown is massive. Um, so you can turn it on so that you can see, like... You can list all your tranks and all of your revivals and all of your iron barks. You can literally add any ability as long as you know the ability tag on WoWhead. Um, and you can track every single ability to find out what's up and when you need it and etc. So that on the fly you can call for a revival or something. But just by glancing at it you can see, oh, revival's on cooldown? Cool. Uh, Spirit Link, you know, or whatever. That's really cool. Um, so you don't have to worry about asking somebody, hey, like, do you have revival? Okay, okay, can you use it? Like, that's just wasted time. Look over, right. it's available. Revival. Boom, done. Um, stuff like that. Probably my favorite, and you guys will probably know this. The fact that you can have a note is fantastic. Uh, so you can literally spell out everything that you want for the whole group, and then all they gotta do is type slash RT and then note, and it'll pop up on their screen. They can put it wherever they want. They can make it opaque, they can leave it completely black, you know, whatever, but that's super handy so that it's a, it's like 
it's like taking a sticky note and putting it on your monitor and just knowing like cool that's there and i can change it at any time and it'll automatically reflect reflect on your sticky notes but you don't have to worry about you know going out and you know buying a stack of sticky notes (laughs) or everyone changing it yeah so i i think it's a fantastic i could gush about it for hours but i'm not going to exorcist raid tools (laughs) is awesome everybody should use it it's a required add-on in our raid for a reason right yeah that is weak weak ours is a required add-on i think it's uh, yes it is either dbm or big wigs your exorcist and um, weak auras. I think those are only required add-ons. Yeah. And uh, you guys want to talk a minute about you know our boss mod add-ons, DBM or bigwigs? Oh my god. You guys are going to roast me for this. You guys are going to roast me really hard for this. You don't use When I started playing in Emerald Nightmare with the uh, shoutouts to Aftershock, not a very scuffed group, but it was a good time. Walked in there, first time ever raiding, did not have DBM, no idea what it was. I I didn't use it for, you know, that, like, I think two days that I uh, raided with them until I thought it was uh, bad and stopped playing until Nighthold, until I really saw what the game had to offer. But, um, man, being in that raid that first day and being like, what do you guys, how do you guys know when they're casting abilities? like are you guys cheating have you guys seen this this opened today right i'm not a week late and like people are just like okay either this guy's dumb or he's trolling there's no way um and they just kind of breeze past it but like now that i can go into a fight and i'm so comfortable with my shaman i can sit there and do my rotation and i can look off on the side of my screen and i can see okay in 20 seconds this ability is going to come out and i can think what am i going to do for that am i standing in the right spot do i need a group of someone do i need to spread and i can deal with it um, having the access to that is so freaking useful. And the fact that also you can customize it for, you know, air horns, sirens, things that'll just catch your attention when you're not paying attention mid-raid fight, um, it's incredibly helpful. Uh, and the people that make it, shout out to them because they do so much ahead of time research and record all the times for everything because Blizzard doesn't just give them that information. They have to sit there and test it. Yep. And sometimes it breaks, or sometimes it's not accurate, but if you don't have that kind of weak aura, or that kind of uh, add-on, generally speaking, going into a fight or a tier, you could be at a serious disadvantage in comparison to the next best person that knows that that ability is going to come out, and they haven't even pulled the fight yet. Yeah. So, no, uh, nothing to add, Jay? Um, obvious, obviously, yeah, it's... It's nice. I mean, I feel like at this point, like everybody uses DBM. If you don't use DBM, like, or big wigs, you're doing something wrong. Get on that. Um, for the record, it should be DBM. Ain't nobody gonna understand what boink means. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an ongoing I, thing in our guild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do have a couple people that use big wigs, and I'm just like, uh, like, if you hear bing, what does that mean to you? Like, if I hear. Move now, or move in three seconds. I understand what that means. I wish I had a button or a soundboard, and I could just make that noise that DBM makes, that <laughs> air horn, <laughs> right. when like, something really bad's about to happen. Or it flashes like, the oh, screen no. red. Yeah. 
<laughs> the joke for me. I see I that being an issue for so many people. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. I well, I, I'd just be sitting there like, who's hitting the fucking air horn? Come on. Because <laughs> I don't use big wigs. <laughs> Maybe that's just um, me and that's a personal feeling thing for me, but I did, I did told me a, about that. And I was like, I did have a question. I did have a question from someone if we uh, want to uh, backtrack a little bit and uh, yeah. talk about a, a different, like one of the topics we already kind of covered from a new perspective. Um, what if you're a person and you try to find a specific resource and maybe that resource is not applicable or can't work for you? Uh, the, ex the two examples that I have, uh, classes that are underrepresented, such as Enhancement Shaman, uh, like I know from experience, uh, WoW Analyzer doesn't work. And what if uh, you're trying to figure out how to improve and you're a healer and you try to, you know, go to a target dummy and realize, wait, I actually can't do this. And you try to, you know, use something like Simulation Craft, which I guess is another thing we didn't bring up. And all of a sudden, wow, I, I can't use this for healers. Uh, what do you guys uh, also do when you don't have a resource? No, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> um I feel like we kind of already covered it. Um, ask guildies, ask friends. Fair, easy uh, answer. Yeah, that's my go-to as well. I think that even if a class is completely underrepresented, there's still going to be people that are just like diehard your class, and they're still going to be top performers and. You know, they're the ones that are going to go out of their way to beat their heads against the wall and figure out exactly how they can make this class that is completely off meta perform. For instance, Survival Hunters, uh, especially early on in Nihilotha, Survival Hunter like was one of the top DPS because there were a handful of Survival Hunters that were getting in there and just shredding. And because, you know, corruptions really helped. Those mm -hmm. those early corruptions really help survival hunters. Yeah, but it's the same thing as you get in touch with these people that like you look up on you get on log, Warcraft logs and you see oh well, this guy's still performing even though he's playing enhancement shaman. He just beat that. He just beat like three affliction warlocks who were like in the top hundred. What's he doing? I guess I better talk to him see if he'll talk to me on uh, Battle.net. And if he won't, then someone generally will and i mean that's that's ultimately what we came down to whenever we first talked about it is your first resource should be people um what the people you're comfortable with to begin with and if you are comfortable with branching out then the people that are top performers i guess an important thing to note from just this part of the conversation is uh there's always going to be a resource somewhere sometimes you might just have to look a little bit harder Right. Or yeah. use something that you're not usually comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, and like, here's the thing. Like, I know we talked about this, but generally it's going to be in the best interest of your raid team to help you unless they don't want you around. So that would be the first place to like somebody in your raid team will be able to help you, you know, usually an officer or, you know, class leader or whatever. But the, the, they have a vested interest in making sure that you're performing well because they want to kill the bosses. Unless, of course, they don't like you, in which case, then, you know, you'll know. But, yeah. 
So we've been kind of, kind of all over the place tonight. Um, yeah. Getting back to performances Raider. Uh, do you think that mentality plays a factor in making mistakes? Oh, I have interesting uh, on that. Uh, 100% yeah. Uh, you can be a really good player at some point, but you know things like uh, not willing to understand why uh, a log says that you're underperforming, why like WoW Analyzer says you're wrong, uh, especially if you have also if you have too much pride. Uh, those factors definitely play a huge role. Uh, I've uh, talked to quite a few people that you know I've helped out. Shoutouts to someone like Otter. You know, when we started with him, uh, he was probably the worst unholy death knight I have ever seen. And his thing was like, nah, man, these logs are bullshit. Like, they don't work. They're not telling me anything. You know, I you know, I can't get this information. I'm like, man, you know, sometime in the future, you'll you'll see that, you know, I'm right and these resources are right. And that you'll you'll try to find a different source to get the, the information you want. You'll find it, you know, and you'll be comfortable with it. And then I think it was like literally the next time we raided, he's like... Dude, I was so fucking wrong. I went and talked on the Discord. I went and found these things out. You know, these are the things that I've been doing wrong. I've I've been fucking up this whole time. I'm sitting there like, yeah, all those things that we talked about. I guess I was kind of right, huh? It was like the snide remark of like, ah, fuck you. It's like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes it can be that way. Sometimes you can fall in that kind of pitfall. Um, you just have to have a good attitude about it, especially when you're in that position and like the raid lead says, you know, hey, you're fucking up, like. You can't just write it off. You can't just be like, no. Like you have to. Sometimes, if you're confused, you can say, okay, well, you know, explain it to me. What What do you see that maybe I'm not seeing? A knowledgeable player sees something. Raid lead specifically sees something. Just be open-minded about it. Just try to learn. Try to be a sponge and absorb the information. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be times where they're wrong though. Um, oh yeah. Not. I'm not gonna. I'm not right. trying to you know, like detract from your point. There. There is gonna be times where somebody will attribute a mistake to you that isn't your mistake if you know absolutely that you didn't make a mistake can you hear that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can when you pointed it out but keep going uh no Is hold on i right back i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fucking close my window okay. <laughs> what's your take on it Meeps? never mind never mind somebody turned <laughs> oh. it off um okay <laughs> So if you know for sure that you didn't make a mistake, you can't go and look through the logs and point out and be like, see, I didn't make a mistake. It, you can't prove uh, something didn't happen. or You can prove something didn't happen, but it's a lot harder than proving something did happen. Um, it, so I'm not saying, like, approach that person and be like, hey, fucker, show me where I fucked up. Like, that's a lot of work. Um, take Take what they're saying. Think about it. Actually think about it. Take your ego out of the situation. See if there's a possibility that you may have made the mistake. Take a look at the logs. After that, if you still can't find it or whatever, then yeah, ask them, you're like, okay, you said I messed up. How? You know, and then go from there. Um, don't go in there thinking like, no, I'm totally infallible. I don't make mistakes. And then on the flip side, just remember that <clears throat> everybody has their own lens that they're seeing the raid through everybody has their own lens that they're seeing life through and people are gonna sometimes make a mistake and it might look bad on you so you might get wrongly attributed to something so if you get called out for messing something up i'm not gonna say throw somebody else under the bus but if 
for example, you know you didn't make that mistake and somebody else did, you can say like, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, this is the situation, blah, blah, blah. That actually wasn't me. And then, you know, get the logs and source it and stand up for yourself. Don't don't just roll over and take it. But yeah, it, it's important to know that when you're when you're the team killing fucktard or people think you're the team killing fucktard, you have to uh, make sure that you're accurate in the information, whether it's right or wrong or whatever. Like it has to just be accurate information. It can't be something that's uh, I feel like you're dead all the time. Like, okay, well, am I dead all the time? Logs will show. Yeah. Yeah, that's also very important, I agree. Hmm. So a lot of this that we talk about is from, you know, personal experience. I'd be hard-pressed to say, when it comes to raiding in WoW, I doubt there's much I haven't experienced. And for me, uh, especially recent memory, the only thing I can think of, well, mentality did play a factor in making mistakes for me uh, on uh, Zanesh, you know, talking about the kicks earlier. After, you know, two or three times of messing up this seemingly simple, like, it's a really simple mechanic to me. And a lot of the time, you know, I'll be like, all right, this simple mechanic, I'll take care of it. I volunteer all the time because of that. So the seemingly simple mechanic, I was just planking. And it got to the point where I was like, take me off the list i can't do this and i just kept getting worse at it so and in that way my mentality on the situation just made it made the whole thing worse yeah um i guess mentality i didn't even hit on i went literally all around it never hit on it mentality is huge um thanks jay yeah yeah (laughs) Sorry. The question oh was, does mentality play a factor in making mistakes? Yeah, see, this is the problem with fucking PoE launch being on a day we're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> it's not that. It is that. Um, <laughs> mentality's huge. Uh, we all know uh, of players that have kind of, I want to say, talked themselves into making mistakes. Like, they're normally, you know, fine or whatever. If you have a bad day you bring that to the raid and then you end up making a mistake. Somebody calls you out on it and then you get even more flustered. So you make even more mistakes. That shit does happen. It's real. Um, so it's, it's one of those things like if, if, if you're not having a good day, that can really affect the raid. And then if somebody calls you out on a mistake, that can put you even more of a deficit. And, and it's really important to try to make sure that you're always in a kind of positive mental attitude, making sure that you're, trying to do the best that you can and correct any mistakes as you find them and not kind of even be in that situation to begin with, I guess. But as far as mental, like, hangups, they can totally fuck. So just be careful of that, I guess. And I guess I would okay. also look at it from another perspective is like, if you're in a raiding position and you, you know, you're there to, to raid, like you should also have them tell you that you want to get better. You should actively be looking at it and saying, hey, you know, I did this fight. I was at the top of the damage meters, but I still could do better. I still got nicked by one fucking red circle on the ground. I still didn't press that button correctly, or maybe I canceled one cast. You know, you can still look at it objectively and say, I can get better. And as, you know, a harder core raider, 
I would really hope that most people would have that kind of mentality as, you know, a really important aspect of like, you should be there to get better. You should be there to, you know, kill bosses with the team. You should be there to play a bigger role for the other 19 people that you're playing with. Do you guys think it's a double-edged sword mentality? Like, do you think it, you might just all of a sudden click because, you know, you've been fucking up this mechanic and you're like, get your head straight, get a positive vibe on, and then you're kicking the shit out of that mechanic? You know, you're doing the world's better. Do you think that happens? Mm-hmm. I do. You can definitely, you can... You can be there and all of a sudden you can get really comfortable with something and then you just suddenly fuck it up or you get into, you know, uh, an unhealthy thought process and it just, it affects everything. It affects all aspects of the game for you. Like, you have to be really careful with it. Yeah, I think there, there can be times where something just doesn't click until it does. And there can also be the opposite. Um... In my experience, I've never experienced that myself, um, but I've known people that have, obviously. Um, man, that's... Yeah, that's a tough one. I should have thought about that one more before. <laughs> before you started playing PoE? No, before <laughs> I tried to answer that. I've literally been in town trying to pick a reward gem for like 10 minutes now. It's not hard. I should just take Onslaught, but answering questions. How do you feel about it, Meeps? Um, I'm not sure. I think that generally the positive, you know, attitude, the positive mentality has come from fixing a mistake or, you know, like notice noticeably playing better. Mm-hmm. And it's not the cause, it's the symptom. Hmm, okay. But, I, I mean, I could obviously be wrong, but there's just no time I've really thought where, like, I've come in with full bravado, like, oh, this shit's mine, I got it. And then, oh, wow, I actually do got it. I think... I think it's possible. Is it on... Is it... I think it's also unrealistic for most people to be that way. You know, kind of looking at it again and, you know, thinking about my previous response. However, confidence is specifically is a double-edged sword. I'll agree with that. But, you know, if you also have the mindset of, like, I'm going to do well, and maybe that just makes you focus that much more. It keeps you in tune with what's going on, and then you end up doing the mechanic right. You know, maybe that's just a coincidence. But, uh... It could also be a factor. I could see it both ways, but yeah, it's it's definitely something to pay attention to no matter what. I think it it's important to if you are like that, not um not just assume that you're going to get it. Um mm-hmm. like looking at something like, "Oh, that's easy. I fucking got this." Uh overconfidence can be huge too. So, like Oh, yeah. That was the only. That was the one thing I was trying to like reconcile with my thoughts earlier. Is when you, as soon as you brought that up, because all I was thinking about is you know twenty, thirty, forty examples of people that I played with over the years that have said like, "Oh man, this is, I got this," and then you know they kick a ball into Zanesh and we all wipe. It's like, do you got this? 
So there, there is that kind of like aspect to it too. So uh, overconfidence can be just as damaging as underconfidence. Yeah. So it, I don't know. Self-regulate yourselves, raiders. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess the other reason I answered like that is because I think about it from like the just the, the raw negative aspect. If you go into a fight and you're like, ah, oh, like going into like you know. Uh, made in a vigilance, going and being like, ah, shit, here I go again. Like, I'm never gonna fucking get this. That's equally as bad as going in with so much bravado that you just end up fucking up colossally. Uh, I guess that's where I was seeing it from before. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So, with all the things that we've covered so far tonight, is there anything that you guys want to talk about that we haven't brought up yet in regards to, you know, life as a raider, prep prep for raid before raid during raid after raid the pitfalls the moments of triumph that we haven't really spoken about like there's ever really been a moments of triumph in your raiding career that was uh actually something like before you literally just said that uh that i was thinking of that was going to be my answer is um i guess i'll just pose it as a question for you guys um what has been like a moment of like i don't want to say like adversity or something like that because that sounds like super cheesy but um maybe a, a, as a like an example a time where you went into a fight um feeling super confident and it turned out like oh no i was way overconfident and i don't know what the hell i'm doing here i'm out of my depth and then it turned out to not be that bad or a situation where you got in there and it was exactly what you expected, super hard, but you overcame it. Like, what? What's some sort of? Um, do you guys have an experience where it felt like something was either unobtainable and all of a sudden you got it, or on the flip side, something that was something that you thought like, oh, I got this, and then it turned out to not be the case, but then you overcame it anyways. For me, the easy answer to one of those is any emboss that I've gotten CE on. Like, you get in there and you're just getting slapped around and it's just like uh, demoralizing. Uh, but then, you know, 200, 250, 300 attempts in, you're struggling through and then you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you finally achieve it and that's where you know that's where the nerd screams come from that's where the <laughs> wow videos on youtube are hmm. uh i have one specific moment for that um at the end of tomb i went and raided with diffusion for a little bit on uh Turalyon. uh the fucking nerdgasm that we had the first time on mythic kill jaden that we came out of the illidan phase and everyone was alive, and we got our first 7% wipe, there were nerd screams. And I guess uh, a way that I would reform the question or ask the question to you guys is, uh, do you guys have any, like, specific reasons? Or, like, you know, what's the reason that you're raiding? Because I guess everyone has their, you know, their own thoughts. Some people are just the parse hunters. Some people are there just raid with your friends. Some people are there for, oh, man, the adrenaline rush that you get when you get that cutting-edge kill. Uh, I'll answer my first my my question first, and then answer your redirect. Bastard, you didn't let me answer. <laughs> um, 
for me, the answer to my question is uh, Ilganov. When we got to Ilganov uh, this year, um, I looked at that fight and I was like, whoa, all right, this is going to be like 50 pulls. This is going to be a pain in the ass. We got some people that are going to take a little while to get this. Um, and then after like five pulls, I was like, oh, no, we got this. And literally 10 pulls later, it was dead. Uh, so that that would be my, my example of like something that I went in a little bit uh, trepidatious trepidatious about and then it was immediately clear like i had nothing to worry about like holy shit um and then to answer your question um for the nord for the, for the for the nerd screams mostly no um i i like i like rating because uh i like playing with a large group of people in a collaborative environment uh to get one common goal the nerd screams are, you know, they're a happy byproduct. Like, you know, it's always entertaining. Um, but it's the having a collection of 20 people overcome one goal that they've been working on for, you know, 300 pulls or a month or six months or whatever, whether it be one boss or the whole tier or, you know, whatever. That's, that's why I raid. Damn it. You know... You brought up the Ilganoth thing, and I had forgotten about that, but I mean, that's dead on the money. That's a perfect example of what you were talking about. All of us, the entire raid was like, we were just, all right, buckle up, we're going to be here a while. And then five pulls in, we're like, did we just see like most of the fight? Is this basically over already? And sure enough... Buck up, we're going to be here a while. Oh, wait, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're going to leave today. We're just... Yeah. Uh, but yeah and then of course on the other question on Rise's question like that's uh, the reason for rating for me has changed over the years and that's where I'm at now and I don't see it changing anytime soon is it's the cooperative aspect I get together with people that I enjoy spending time with and cooperate to complete a challenge I guess I should look into escape rooms <laughs> when you find one let me know we'll go yeah. does it have to be in Canada <laughs> no I'll, I'm getting a passport remember because I'm oh. going to stay at Rise's place we're going to play board games right right yeah yep. Settlers of Catan and I'll cook for you that's also an important part hell yeah, I, yeah I, well, I, that's <laughs> the most important part I opinion. gotta do some cooking too alright fine you can both cook and I won't <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, cook one time. I'll make a chili. It'll you can't touch it for ten hours, but after that you can eat it. Uh, uh, rise your own question back at you. Um, the community aspect is something that I strive for, and that's like the the big part for me. But man, I I would be lying if I said like that that adrenaline rush when you finally get that you know a hundred pull kill. Or, you know, like that for us, it was most recently was the, like that carapace of Nazoth when she's like, oh, my God, like we've been practicing so long and we're here. We're, we're at the final phase and no one's dead. And we're just like we're panicking and you feel it. And then all of a sudden it just happens. And there's like 15 people that outburst and they're just so freaking happy. Like just the the overall accomplishment with the mix with the community aspect. That's what I'm in for. I'm there's there's no greater feeling than like that first that first time that you get that super hard accomplishment. I'm so glad that we've got that clip of air 
because that perfectly embodies that moment for mm-hmm. pretty much everyone in the raid. The the smile yeah. on his face, and that was the first time <laughs> I had ever seen him because I didn't know he streamed. But man, like, like when he takes that portal and he just looks, and it's like you can see the exact moment when he realizes that the boss is going to die, and the relief on his face. That's that's the moment. That's why we're here, or at least for me, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> And if we knew that was going to be a question, I would have said, like, we should queue up that and, like, be like... Oh, that, yeah, that would have been a good queue it. up. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we'll get it ready for next week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> next week. Uh, I So I kind of brought it up whenever I was asking you guys about what, you know, you might want to bring up. Have you either of you had any particular moments of glory that really stick out in your head? Like, moments in a raid where you... Like it might not even be the kill. It might have just been a white, but might have been another wipe. But there was something that you pulled off specifically that really just helped the raid. And people might not have even noticed it, but like you felt like you were really contributing to the raid in a oh. big way. Oh, <laughs> go oh, for me! <laughs> oh me! Our fucking first kill that we ever had on Zanesh, that piece of fucking trash boss. We're there. We're doing the fight. We're on the last rotation that we have assigned. The boss is at like 15% health. And just like everyone is tense. And I have that moment where I turn around and I see the first ad. I see it's cast bar like 70%. I'm like, I'm just going to drop Tremor Totem. You know, I'm just going to drop it. And Tremor Totem hits the ground. And I see the explosion on the screen. And I see feared. And then the thing disappears. And I see everyone at zero health. And I hear, I can't remember who it was, but there was like an angry ugh from someone that had like not realized that I just cleansed their their fear. And they thought that like, oh my god, we just wiped the 12% on our farthest first attempt. And it was just like that moment of just like, oh, I'm basking in the fact that no one really knows why, but this is my fucking moment. And just th- that silent... That silence right afterwards, and then the the happy joy after getting the kill, and just knowing that I I made a difference there. That was a good feel. How about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, for me, um, unfortunately, I, I'm like racking my brain trying to find one. Um, I don't, at least these days, I don't have those moments, and I think it's because I. Uh, this could be a it's definitely a fault of me um, in the way that I think. Um, you guys have heard me say it, like on Nazoth, when somebody's like, "Should we just pop a neck, you know, for sanity, just to you know see further in the fight?" And I say something like, "No, like learn the fight properly. We don't need to correct. Like, why would you do something now to prolong the fight and then get used to doing that so that when we actually do it properly, people will fuck up? Like, let's correct the problem." The downside of that aspect is I don't get many of those glory moments because I generally like have already trained that mistake out and generally have tried to make sure that the other people around me aren't making that mistake as well. So the only example that I can think of was uh, Lich King, 10-man heroic, getting in there, like, you know, having not seen any of the fight, but knowing my class so well that you know, I could hear their issues. The tanks were dying. So I just, you know, mashed chain heal harder than the Holy Pally did uh, Holy Light or whatever. And uh, that was my glory, I guess, because I just one-shot it and they had like 130 wipes. So um, 
I was like, yeah, I did it. All me. <laughs> but uh, even that's kind of a cop out because it's not really what happened. But <laughs> that's yeah, how you felt. No at personal the glory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every time we get a kill, though, on the end boss, though, it, it's it's that wash of relief. It's that air feeling, you know? Every, you just feel like air, and you're like, yeah! Uh, air the raider, not the uh, substance. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, unfortunately, not much glory on me. Just, you know, I try to be consistently shit. <laughs> uh, good, I mean, awesome. I'm uh, awesome. Right. Back to that ment- mentality thing. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, absolutely. For me it's kind of like Jay uh but at the time like it felt good. I'd say and I'd say one of the best feeling times of raiding for me was Firelands because I was playing my Marksman Hunter. It was at the time whenever Marksman felt the best to me was end of Wrath and on into Firelands. Like that area of time that's if i could pick any time to play marksman that'd be it that's whenever the class was right for me dead on and so especially during firelands that it was seven bosses it wasn't a very long raid but every boss had something that a marksman hunter excelled at and it you know fire mages excelled on a list resort they flew they did the flying bit and they got a bunch of damage Sure, but Marshman Hunter was on the ground picking off birds that needed to be picked off because they were the best at it. Uh, Shanox, the very first boss, uh, you had to do so much damage with one hit, and Marshman Hunters, good Marshman Hunters, could force crit their aim shot for that for the amount of damage you needed. And so I was on that uh, steering Ryolith. Like there was every bit of Firelands. There was <laughs> even getting. Kiting meatballs off the edge of Ragnaros. I mean, when you got to kite a meatball off the edge, you got to kite a meatball. But, uh, but in particular, and before I uh, got with that guild that I ended up clearing Firelands with, I was with a, for the first week, I was with a guild that, uh, it was more like what I'd been used to at the time, just kind of casual, kind of enjoying the raid, but still, you know, clearing normal before the end of the tier. And I remember the first time we killed uh, Ryolith, the guy that you have, the big rock guy you have to steer around. I was the only one alive, and a he- and a healer and a tank, and one of the guys that was dead was yelling, "Keep Meeps alive! Keep Meeps alive! Ignore the tank!" Because the tank was the tank was dying, so the healer just switched to healing me, and I kited Ryolith to death. So uh, wow. finishing the Tin Man uh, raid by myself at, as a hunter, not even as something that can heal itself, that uh, was uh, my mo- my real moment of glory at, at the time. Like now, I look back, I'm like that was. I mean, playing to that level is easy now. Like. But at the time, is huge for me. Right. Hmm. Is there any uh, last question or topic you guys want to hit on before we uh, wrap up for the night? If you have a friend that starts playing the game next week, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I heard there's a new expansion coming out. You know, uh, what do I need to do to get good? If you only had... If you had 30 seconds to give him the prep talk the the most important knowledge that he would ever know what would it be 
for WoW. For being successful in WoW. 30 seconds. So, Jay, that's three minutes for you. <laughs> Jesus, the scale of that question. Right. I, I mean, it's a lot of it's um, a lot of information, but, you know, if that's all the time you had, and it was, say, la vie, I'll see you in, you know, X amount of months, and let's see how good of a player you turn out to. Well, I was going to say, why, do I, why do I only have 30 seconds to talk to him? Am right. I about to die? Am I Listen, taking a well, train? I wanted to make, I wanted to make it hard, because you could say, you know, what are the things that you tell your friends, but... You know, realistically, you know, keep it short and sweet. What, like, in this kind of question, it brings out what are the absolute most important things. I can answer you with mine first. first. If, I can oh, answer yeah, with mine first if you guys good. want yours. Yeah, go for it. Um, if I had, you know, if I had roughly 30 seconds, I'd be like, look, man, the game's really hard, but the game is worth it. The game is really, really fun. You need to dedicate. You need to put in a lot of hours, and you need to just find resources find resources practice it's like learning how to ride a bike it's like learning how to do that first math formula you just got to go into it you got to practice and you just got to keep trying if at first you don't succeed you just have to try and try again and just ask for help <clears throat> there are so many resources so many good players out there practice and keep trying and eventually you'll get that one heroic moment that makes the game worth it okay jay now that you've answered um <clears throat> That was 30 that was seconds. Three seconds. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, no, okay, my answer, that was that was a fucking great answer, by the way. That's yep. very, yeah, that was all the information that I was going to say. Um, I was going to actually listen to your 30 seconds and say exactly the opposite, just to fuck with everybody, because I think that'd be fun. <laughs> but um, that was way too much, and I lost, like, a quarter of it, so... Yeah, game's not worth it. It's not fun, and no. Um, <laughs> and stop trying. <laughs> yeah, stop trying. trying. Just, just don't do it. Stop <laughs> yeah. trying. Stop. Get some help. Just don't do it. <laughs> um. Okay. Look, here's here's my thirty second pitch. I guess what I would say is, pick a class that you feel an affinity towards that you want to actually play. Pick a role that you want to play. Do not pick something that uh, a guild specifically needs. Pick something that looks fun to you. Once you've done that, stick to it. Look at uh, Icy Veins, guides, whatever. Find guides, watch a couple streams, ask questions, get into a group that you feel like you can get better with, and the rest will come in time. Keep practicing. Never get complacent. That's it. That was 29 seconds. That was pretty good. I know. I, like I was too. timing myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meeps. I don't need... I don't even think I can up with 30 seconds. Uh, find a class. Do you need a handicap? Do you need 45? <laughs> I can't even make it to, to 20. <laughs> uh, All right, you get 10 seconds because uh, the person's getting on a plane and you're <laughs> shouting it as they're getting on the plane. Ten the door seconds. is closing. Find a class yeah. you enjoy, learn Warcraft logs, find a guild that works for you. Good luck. <laughs> Nailed it! It's pretty much my answer, but much shorter. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I just have you do it and be like, same. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> Listen to that guy. <laughs> Ignore my advice. Listen to him. <laughs> Fuck, that was a good one. Well done. Yeah, that was really good. Good <laughs> answer. Well, uh, any la anything last minute before we wrap this up? I think I've uh, I've said all I needed to say and thought about the most important points. 
Jay doesn't really nah, do last I'm minute. I'm good. It's like last hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give me an hour. I'm good. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks guys for joining me. And thank you everyone that listens. I hope you've enjoyed the evening. I do have a question to end on. Uh, and then we'll, you know, the same question anyone that wants to answer in chat, you can get on the YouTube channel and, you know, answer the question there. And we'll, we'll if it's a good answer, then we'll highlight it in our next uh, stream next week. So, Rise and Jay, have you ever been benched for underperforming? I mean, Rise, yeah, we've been over it. Jay, how about you? Have you ever been benched for underperforming? Yes, I uh, I got one shot to Algalon, and the way that I solved it was one-shotting Lich King. <laughs> I think you didn't go through that part yet, Jay. I think you're, being, uh, you're being a little clairvoyant here. But, uh... <laughs> we kind of opened the stream with it, and it's like, oh, this is awkward. There's my example. Uh, right. Look, th that was obviously really facetious. That's not going to work for everybody. You're, you're not going to fuck up a mechanic, get benched, and then get brought in because somebody else can't do something, and they're like, let's have the fucking shaman try it, and then literally skip all of the hard work and literally just come in for the kill. That's, that's not going to be the experience for 99% of people. I realize how insanely lucky that was, and all jokes aside, all the bullshit up until now, totally aside, like... The fact that I did no work and got Heroic Lich King after getting benched for Algalon, like, uh, it's not lost on me how, how that comes across. So, uh, I'll use a different example. Yes, I've been benched. Um, there's two examples that come to mind. Uh, the first one being uh, after uh, Sai had taken a break for a bit, um, I went to a guild uh, called Clubhouse on Kill Jaden. Great guild. Uh a little bit toxic for my taste, um, but you know, it mostly it's just the bants. But uh, don't tell them that you're a streamer because they will drop the end bomb repeatedly just to fuck with you. Um, and that was my experience. <laughs> I got yeah. benched uh, after getting through eight of however many I think it was ten, whatever mythic bosses, um, and I got benched because I was not performing numerically. Uh, I was at the beginning of the tier, and I wasn't at the end. And how did I fix it? Um, well, I didn't take the best uh, answer. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I... Fuck you. <laughs> oh, well, how did you solve it, Jake? How did I solve it? Yeah. Um, I should not have read Discord at the same time. Look, I got excited, okay? This was my time. Um, keep going, keep going. Yeah, uh, how did I solve it? I did not take the best approach. I gave up. I quit. I bailed. And uh, uh, I got really pissed off. Uh, had a meeting. And look, I was justifiably upset because uh, I got a lot of gear at the beginning of the tier. And six months later, I hadn't gotten gear for three months. Not a single piece. So while everybody else's damage was going up, mine stagnated right where it was when I was at the peak gear. So, yeah, it, it kind of... I felt like at the time, like, you're giving everybody else gear, of course they're improving, and my numbers aren't, because I'm not getting literally any more gear. So, like, come on, this just fucking makes sense. And they're like, no, you gotta find ways to get, you know, more damage or whatever. And I'm like, fuck. So that, it really pissed me off. And I quit. I did not handle it properly. So, the way 
what happened after that is I ended up getting, you know, back into another guild or Psy reformed or whatever. And uh, I literally just took that experience and doubled down with it and determined to myself that I'm never going to let that happen again. So the way I solved it Spike in the becoming moment a raid not... leader. <laughs> <laughs> they can't bench me if I'm the one benching people. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but also I benched myself and raid, raid led from stream. So, hey, I'll do it. That was uh, Raw Den, I think. Or one of the boss fights. I literally raid led from stream. Uh, stream. So, anyway. Um, no, but I, I didn't handle it best in the moment. Um, I wish I did. And uh, maybe things would be differently. I, I love where I'm at right now, so I don't regret it. But in at the moment, I felt like I burned some bridges there. Um, after the fact, I know I didn't, but at the moment I felt like I did. Um, double down, double down on, you know, just fucking like, be like, all right, fine. I got benched. Fuck that sucks. But just do the work. That's what I did. Took me a month to figure that out, but just did the work. You know, both you and I are bad examples. I've been benched twice. Uh, once for underperforming and once just because my schedule didn't allow me to, you know, make the raid enough. It was actually in the Zoth progression with the last time before, you know, coming back home to Psy. I, I just couldn't, like, stay awake. Like, I kept waking up late to raid and you can't have that. You gotta have your people, you know, committed. But before... Uh, at the beginning of Legion, actually, Nimrod Nightmare, I was supposed to be a tank, and, you know, class balance is a moving target, so I was tanking on DH, come to find out, DHs weren't really surviving uh, mythic tanking, so I had to switch to Havoc if I wanted to raid, but by that time I had gotten, you know, my allotment of legendaries as Vengeance, so I was behind, I I couldn't keep up. I got sat because I couldn't uh, perform well enough as a DPS. And at the same time, I couldn't tank because I was getting one shot. And like, like you were saying, like I didn't really solve it so much as I just left. And that's, but that's how Psy was formed. Eventually that was the catalyst because it wasn't the only reason that I left. It was also a super toxic guild and the benefits of being like one of the top U.S. guilds didn't outweigh just how I felt in raid with the people that I was raiding with. So it was a compound issue that just let, made me leave, and that's how I solved it by uh, putting up on Battle.net. Hey, anyone want to form a guild? Yep. I have another because uh, I would say that some of these are like the the unusual. Like story of just like oh well you know maybe I didn't do the right thing but I you know kind of gave up. Um, I have one that's uh, kind of the exact opposite that I figure I'll share for the end of the, the podcast. Uh, when I was in Perdition, and we were like okay well you know we're done with heroic rating and we're gonna try to move into mythic. You know what do we want to do? And I was you know I wasn't amazing. I, I wasn't the team killing fucktard anymore, but I was not a great player. But I had this weird problem of like, well, you know, now I don't get, you know, now I don't feel like I get to raid, and that was like a big problem for me. And like the underperforming from before was like what tried me to put myself in this position. I was like, you know what, fuck it, 
I'll be a raid lead. So, like, the problem for me is, like, I wasn't exactly, like, benched at the time, because I know that that's, you know, where the, the question stemmed from. But, uh, you know, I was underperforming, and I was like, you know what, but I want to keep doing this thing, I want to make it work, so I'll be the raid lead. And that, like, encouraged me to just simply put, get good, like, research fights, understand how they work so down to the, down to the numerical values that I just became a better player off of it. So instead of, like, giving up... I went completely the opposite direction. I was like, you know what? I'm buckling the fuck down. I'm doing this shit. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And it was an okay time. Although at the start, it was a really bad time. But um, that's, I guess, like a, another... It's a different question. Same concept, in essence. But uh, I'd, I'd yeah. buckle down. If you really want something out of the game, if you really want to get there, you know, if you're if you're benched and you, you want to get back off the bench and you want to get back into playing, you just got to go for it. You just got to... Do whatever you can and just push really fucking hard and then get to that respectable point where you can either play or you can get brought in or where you're not the team killing fucktard anymore. All right. I think uh, that's pretty much it for the team killing fucktard episode. <laughs> Again, it'll if, be referenced. <laughs> if you want to leave your comment on the YouTube video, look up the Simply Wow podcast. This is episode five. And have you ever been benched for underperforming? And what happened and how did you solve it? I'd love to see your comments. Other than that, you can find us live on Friday nights at 7 p.m. PST on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dsmeeps. And if you want to watch later, then Simply Wild Podcast channel on YouTube. And for audio only, you can find us on Anchor or Spotify. And now we're on Google Podcast. And have a, Yeah. So uh, have a good night, everyone, and keep it simple. See you guys.